Shield Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about the cocktail of the week this week? I made it for you. It's sitting over it's there. It's pretty good. It's interesting. It's, it's different than like, you know, the margaritas that I've been drinking recently. <laughs> it's called the expat killer. <laughs> no. Had I known that, I would have been a little bit more careful, perhaps. I mean, you are an expat. I don't want to be killed. It's an expat killer. It do- Oh, it doesn't kill expats? It's an expat who's a killer? Oh, I thought it killed expats. Well, I, then I don't want to die. <laughs> you seem fine. <laughs> it's pretty tasty. It has malt whiskey, lime juice, simple syrup, Angostura bitters, chocolate bitters. Malt whiskey. Yep. Whiskey. What? Just whiskey, whiskey. Whiskey, whiskey. There's like single malt whiskey. Oh, yeah. Like okay. A, yeah. All right. This well, I used a single malt whiskey. Whoa. So. Oh, nice. It's good. I mean, it is a, yeah, it's a whiskey drink. I can't think of, I can only think of that <laughs> Chumbawamba song. All right. Uh, moving on to administrative corner. This week, there, the so a couple weeks ago, we talked about how 5,000 people tagged me in that social media post with the Blauhai at the Japan IKEA. And the same person, the mouse you know, this week tweeted a picture of the Blauhai-shaped buns that they have for sale in, I think, China at the Ikea. They're filled with sweet potatoes, but they look like Blauhais. They're called Blauhai buns. Um, Roughly 5,000 people tagged me in this post (laughs) as well. They look pretty good. Actually, they look like little shoes, so maybe not. They look kind of disturbing. Yeah. Um, That's edible? Yeah, it's like a bun, like like a steamed bun. It's real shiny. Yeah. Or a bun. Well, I don't eat a lot of buns. Well, look, I love Administrative Corner, and I love learning new things about the internet, because I missed that one completely. Keep tagging me in the Blauhai content you find, even if you know you will be one of 5,000 people who tag me in it. Yeah, and maybe Jen will share it with me one of these days, and then I will also... Literally just share it with you right now. Oh, thanks. It was good. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it sounds like our Ikeas are more boring than the Japanese Ikeas. I gotta say i think that one's in china just not that oh, i can read the china. writing but it looked more chinese and my chinese google app translator translated it sounds like we have a more we have a more boring set of ikeas i mean you know we have blah which is pretty good mm-hmm. but maybe that's maxed out they have you know blah in suits and stuff yeah. business casual you can use the google translate app and turn on the camera and then just like hold it up to writing in another language and then it changes the picture to show you the writing in English. Wow. I use this a lot when I was, uh, you can't talk with the mic at your knee. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I used it a lot when I was in Korea because I can't yeah. even pronounce Korean writing. So you just hold the camera up and it shows the translation. It like cover, figures out what the background color is, covers over it, puts English on top. It's very useful. Man. So I put, I used my phone and I put it on the picture of these highs of the sign for the Blauhai buns, and uh, I put it on Chinese, and it translated it to shark-shaped bun. It, that is science fiction stuff. That is it's like really amazing. In the, when I grow up, that would have been, you know, that's that's like what happens in Star Trek or something. They're, they're like speak into a box, and it translates these alien languages. It's it does. I mean, it'll do that too. Like you can just talk and like have a live conversation it, with it. That is a pretty amazing feature of show all this stuff. Working. Ready? I got the picture there. Wow. Yep. It was all the Chinese symbols, and then it turned into a shark-shaped bun. Yep. 
Wow. There you go. Super useful. It will do, you know, any language. So you can, whatever, go to Finland and it'll translate the Finnish to yeah. whatever you want. It's just particularly dramatic here where it's, you know, these symbols Yeah. that look so different from our alphabet. There yeah. you go. Wow. I'm amazed on many levels. Yep. All right. Item two under administrative corner. My book about dogs that I've been writing for like two years. I'm aware. It is complete. Amazing. And we sent it to the publisher on last Friday, which is great. It's still not going to be out for a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. That is amazing. Celebrations have been, liquid celebrations have been had. Also, uh, Jen Coleslaw, board member of the Golden Ratio Foundation, sent me <laughs> flowers. Anonymously. Well, they were signed from like the chickens. Almost and the got peach. me in trouble. I was like, did you send these, Ingo? And Ingo's like, no, I didn't. And I was like, are you sure you didn't send these? And he's like, no. And I was like, but why didn't you send flowers and go? <laughs> it, I, it's a no-win situation. I can't lie. I'm not going to say I did and didn't. Yeah. Um, Jen but then it does, it does raise the question of why didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not good. Mm. It, it is not, it's a trick. It's a trick. It's a trap. Anyway, that was a big celebration. Um, many thanks to all of the Golden Ratio Friends of the Squad who submitted their stories. We had about 5,000 stories submitted by followers about amazing connections and things that their dogs have done in their lives. Um, I think we used about 100 of them. If I used your story, I have sent you an email, um, and almost everybody responded to me. I think there were like three outstanding emails. Um, if you didn't respond, we gave you a pseudonym. But uh, it made the book so much easier to write because we had all of this like awesome content and anecdotes and love letters to people's dogs from all of you guys. So thank you. You helped Jen, which is awesome. Uh, the book will probably be out next summer or fall. It's, it's in the machine of Simon & Schuster now. So. 2023. 2023. Simon & Schuster is a machine. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, the last item on administrative corner is very exciting. We have been working on a hopper plushie for several months and the hopper plushie goes on sale tomorrow thursday august 18th 8 p.m eastern time 5 p.m pacific time i'm gonna tweet links we have a prototype hopper plushie here in the house Un unchewed so far which is a struggle it's it's right now in my closet to protect <laughs> it uh but hopper has approved it ingo and i have approved it uh, big thank yous to the Patreons and Super followers. They've been seeing like all of the designs. Like, you know, first it was just like um, like a computer drawing. Generic. I, I mean, sort of generic, but I just mean they've seen all of the prototype drawings. And then um, at the factory, they were making prototypes that needed a lot of refinement, the color and the ear length and all sorts of stuff. And uh, I've been sharing those throughout the whole process with the Patreons and Super followers who've given really useful feedback <coughs> you're helping jen yep i'm not verklempt i've just got a weird feeling throat um so look tomorrow on all the socials i will be tweeting out the link for the hopper plushies the way that it works with makeship who's the company who's making them like they handle everything um they you know they did all the design and the prototyping we haven't paid anything um we like if we sell a bunch of them we get a percent but this is not a thing for us to make money on like it, i guess if we sold a million of them we'd make a bunch of money Ooh, i have to reconsider what i my orders yes uh i don't think for Maybe, like the can first i cancel my orders you haven't been able to put one yet so you can keep your stupid joke to yourself 
I'm trying to inform the follower, the listeners right, go ahead, go ahead, about the process. Um, yeah, I don't think we make any profits for the first 400. So who knows if we'll even sell 400. Um, so yeah, so you're kind of like, we worked with them to design it because people ask me for plushies all the time and they're like, we can do that. So the, they'll go on sale tomorrow. I think you can order for like three weeks. There's an, a window for ordering and then uh, the window closes and then they manufacture, you know, the number that they need to fulfill the order. And I think they're going to ship out um, the first week of December, <coughs> excuse me, the first week of December. They'll ship worldwide. So you don't have to be in the US, they'll ship anywhere. And it's usually like a week to 10 days for delivery. So they should be there in time for Christmas. Wow. Yep. So. Put them on your Christmas list, but you got to tell people they need to order in the next three weeks to get it for Christmas. So there you go. That is the extended administrative corner this week. Um, dog updates, once again, are mercifully short this week. Everybody's doing okay. Nacho has spent his first night, mostly, sleeping outside of his house. And I thought it was a pretty quiet night, but I may not have woken up. Yeah, he got a little bit restless in the middle of the night and then went back in his house. But overall, he did a pretty good job. He's a pretty good bed sleeper, except he is another body on the bed. I think it's nice, though. He's a good, cuddly boy. He is. And he's, I mean, he doesn't go crazy in the middle of the night. and He doesn't eat anything, which is a big deal. Yeah, and I think I was sort of worried that he'd be stepping on other dogs or disrupting them. And, and he really doesn't. He's quite peaceful. Yeah, and when he's chomping Remy, they sometimes roll onto another dog and especially hops you know that's not that's not good but this was none of that overnight no they were all pretty calm good job nacho um but that's kind of it i mean do you have any other dog updates that you want to fill in we just like there's not much actually going on with them which is nice yeah i i think that's right it's usually if it's news it's bad news. <laughs> we don't have any bad news about any of them excellent uh, I have one item under ramblings. Uh, naked Florida man hurls urn full of ashes during argument. This is in Sebastian, Florida. <laughs> That's a good one. After throwing an urn containing a family member's ashes at someone, a naked man from Sebastian <laughs> was arrested early sun Saturday morning. According to the Sebastian Police Department, Scott got into a heated argument with the victim which escalated when Scott threw a glass-style urn at their head. As officers arrived on the scene, they found the victim at a neighbor's house. Their face had multiple swollen, bloody masses bursting open. Ugh. Wow, who wrote this? Skylar Shepard. That's very descriptive, Skylar. Terry Schmidt. Well, this isn't in the Keys, though. This is up <laughs> in Sebastian. Fair enough. The victim was transported to the Sebastian Hospital, where it was later discovered they had a fractured nasal cavity. Ooh. Officers began to surround Scott's home. The victim warned the police that Scott owned multiple firearms. Police said they attempted to call him multiple times on the phone and by knocking on the windows, but there was no response. The Sebastian Police Department said after an hour, Scott left his house completely nude and was taken into custody by police. <laughs> He was charged with aggravated battery and presumably taken to jail. So he was like hiding in the house naked while they were knocking on the door? I'm guessing he was probably under the influence of some type of substance. Yeah. Yeah. He did. What is. 
is there anything in there that says there were ashes in the urn or am i the headline says that urn full of ashes okay yeah glass urn style glass or whatever it is but it had ashes in it full of ashes after throwing an urn containing a family member's ashes at someone that is the first line man so yikes yep um so that's ramblings taste of the keys this week uh, i don't have like a particular story to read except this like eight-year-old kid got chomped by a shark like a bull shark like yesterday i think out yeah. on Luke key they had to amputate part of his leg yeah blue keys where that's the big reef here in the lower keys or the very lower keys where people go because it's a little reef and you can go look at fish and things and it's been i would consider it a safe location just because it's well frequented and stuff yeah it's not little though it's like one of the biggest fancy reefs. <laughs> I don't know what they're called when they're fancy like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like the biggest coral reef in the w- Western Hemisphere or something. I, I may be exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> it's a coral reef. I'm, I'm trying to find stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wikipedia page really sucks. It's just like... In 1994, a research vessel from the University of Miami ran aground and damaged a bunch of coral, and they paid a bunch of dollars to settle <laughs> it. Like that—that that is the entirety of the thing. That's the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, it's a real <laughs> suck. Somebody please improve the Wikipedia page for. Key. Uh, all right, the Lou Key Sanctuary Preservation Area. It tells me where it is. Is it? Hmm. The, there's superlatives about it. Hmm. It's like the best. Yeah, the best. <laughs> Maybe it says the best. That's true. Yes, the best. I don't, I don't know. Now nobody wants to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Here, wait, wait, just let oh. me read you the name of this webpage. I'm like trying to find the thing. It says Snorkeling Lou Key Reef. It's deep, but has big fish. <laughs> That's the title of the webpage. Is that the Yelp review? <laughs> Three stars. <laughs> this is tropicalsnorkeling.com. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, anyway, it's not that deep. It has big fish, including apparently a bull sh- shark that chomped this poor kid's leg off. Eight-year-old kid. That's just terrible. Yeah. yeah they. Uh, I saw a post on Nextdoor today about it, and someone's like, you know, if you're going out there, apparently he had a GoPro, or one of his family members had a GoPro that they lost, like trying to get the kid out of the water. I think so. They're like, if you find the GoPro, they want it because it maybe has footage of the shark. Oh, so. yikes. I don't know that I'd want to see my... I, actually, 100% of my leg got bitten off by a shark. I'd be like, find my damn GoPro. I want the footage of it. Yeah, I want three angles. I uh, When I had my incident with the uh, sea urchin that I kicked our first time here in the Keys, which sent me to the ER and my foot was full of spikes and I limped for six months and it's also where I got whooping cough and my entire life fell apart. Um, it precipitated by this. I found on our underwater camera a picture of said sea urchin. Yeah, and it was next to a lionfish. Was that what yeah. are they called? Scorpion a lionfish. Fish. No, Scorp- lionfish. Lionfish. Yep. Didn't um, kick the lionfish. Kicked that damn sea no, urchin, though. I remember though. looking down and thinking, I hope she doesn't kick the lionfish because she might die. And then... You kicked the sea urchin, <laughs> and you almost, I mean, you're, that, that year you almost died. I know. It was real bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Luki, it's beautiful. Go snorkel there, but apparently watch out for bull sharks. No kidding, or the bull shark. This yeah. is bad, because in all our shark movies, they always talk, it's half the time it's a bull shark, because they go into freshwater. It's the excuse where if you can only afford to film on a lake, <laughs> they're <laughs> yes. like, well, it's a bull shark. They can live in freshwater. He's that, or it's a megalodon, but usually it's bull shark. Yeah. 
when I uh, I did the DC triathlon, I think a now defunct triathlon um, was one of my first ones that I did. And you swim in the Potomac. And at the time I was doing the triathlon, there was a bull shark in the Potomac. Like it did swim its way up there. It did. I didn't see it. I was kind of hoping I would see it. Didn't want to get chomped, but no kidding. Like, oh, I was doing a triathlon swim and I saw a bull shark. I mean, when, there, when there's bull sharks in water that people row and kayak and canoe on, it makes it very interesting. Yeah. I added excitement. No. <laughs> Yikes. All right. So that's it. Uh, German word of the week and Ingo Corner remain on our agenda. Yeah, German word of the week is it's a little pedestrian, but I just want to talk about it a little bit because there have been some, maybe one request on Twitter. Uh, Kipfenster, which is the, which means something window. Yeah, tilt window. Oh, the stupid windows you guys have <laughs> in Europe. Man, are those things stupid? It may just be a German thing. I don't know how prevalent this is, but since Germany, you know, was all the windows were per kind of built at the same time, they probably are all very similar, right? Yeah. After the war. Um, but all, but I'd say all German windows have. If you, they, <laughs> they have you know like a, uh, a a handle a handle that that rotates, well, let's say let's pretend it's clockwise, so they they go three o'clock and six o'clock. So if you just if you have a lot of a lot of power, you rotate it all the way to six o'clock and pull on it, it doesn't open. The top of the window will fall out at you. Yeah. And that's exactly what it feels like. And then it will stop kind of jarringly at about a 15 degree angle. Yeah. So that you can let air in, but people can't climb in. Oh, that's why. It's for security. Oh. A and also, you know, you don't have to move the plants off the windowsill and things like that. Your flower boxes and things like that. So you can, you know, you can get air without having the window open. All right. But hear me out. From the plant perspective, you could just have a double hung window. As we Americans. No one has that in Europe. Yeah. You could, though. They open like doors. But I'm saying you could. Or yeah. it could swing out. I bet it's not efficient. <laughs> that, that is the German answer. Um, so what you have to do there is not go to 6 o'clock on the handle. You go to 3 o'clock, and then you can open it like a door. Oh, that's interesting. But the, but the natural thing is to, you know, move the handle as far as it'll go and mm -hmm. open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the really interesting thing is this is fine for windows, although some of these windows are big, but porch doors work the same way. If I want to go like outside. Yeah. And you you open the porch door. It may just slant at you. Mm, that's troubling. It makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, it makes a little sense, but it's uh, it's it's very an odd uh, quirky thing, really. It no. And they don't have hung windows. I don't I can't remember anyone ever seeing that in Germany. It seems like somebody overthought it a little bit. Well, probably. They were just like, oh, it's like a door, right? <laughs> With glass in it. We'll just make it like a door. Except then we can, th we don't want to just op have it open so people can walk in and climb Except in. Except they, they, you literally can have it just open. You also can, yes. So. But then someone will climb in. So if you'd be safe, you just kip it. Okay, but why, if you're so concerned about safety, why allow it to open all the way at all like a door? It Whatever. I mean, yeah. You let in more air, the most air. But when you're home, you can open it and it's safe. But if you're not home, you can tilt it and then people can't climb in. Okay. 
I, I'm not going to identify don't understand this <laughs> at all. It, because it's also very important to get fresh air in German houses. Yeah. Most of them don't have air conditioning. And, you, you know, it's more important to keep the air flowing. When Ingo's parents came to visit um, before we moved here to the Keys and we had our separate houses up around D.C., they'd come to his house in Virginia and um, Ingo's house did not have central air conditioning. You just had window air conditioning units and it gets quite warm in D.C. in the summer. Not as hot as here, but quite warm. 80s, high 80s easily. Oh, 90s. Yeah. Into the hundreds often. Yep. Humid. Yep. Uh, I, when I was buying my house, absolutely refused to consider any houses that didn't have central air conditioning because I'm like, I'll just have to buy a whole bunch of window air conditioners, which I hate. Like, this dumb. And I did. And they are kind of dumb, but they worked. <laughs> yeah. You didn't like them. You had a lot of anxiety around those window air conditioners. Well, they were real loud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, they your guest room had a window air conditioner and your parents would <laughs> absolutely would not use it. Nope. Um, I think they thought they were going to get sick because of the draft, which is a thing that makes me real angry, real angry when people talk about getting sick because there's a draft. Air conditioners make you sick. That's a common European thing. So. Incorrect European thing. But they would just open the windows and then it would end up being 80 degrees inside and they're like, can we have a fan? We, when we sleep, we don't, we like to have the windows open. I'm like, it's 85 degrees and humid as, as anything. <laughs> yep. like, well, we need that fresh air. As long as it makes them happy. First thing they did was open the bathroom window, put a two by four in it so it wouldn't slide down and just leave that in there for however long they were there. <laughs> they were like, we can't have this window ever closing. And I was like, friggin' <laughs> so warm. Anyway. <laughs> Germans, Kipfenster. Kipfenster. There you go, Kipfenster. Okay. Uh, you have any items for Ingo Corner? I mean, it was overlapping into Ingo Corner. Um, no, nothing. Okay. Um, all right, everyone. Well, look for plushy hopper tweets tomorrow, social media posts, if you want to hopper plushy. And uh, until next time, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Try not to bite anyone anyway. Bye. Bye.